everyone. Welcome back to the Pin Podcast, where we talk about modern topics with a vintage flair. I'm your host of Pin Up Miami. And if it's your first time listening, I want to give you a big welcome. I hope you stick around. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support, the comments. Um, if, if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Pin Podcast Official. I also have a hotline that you can send a text with any questions, uh, comments. Topics you want to listen to at one eight three three four a pinup. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to talk about our sponsor, which is my pinned calendar that I do every year. It is my pet project. I like to select twelve girls that apply, give them a total makeover, and do a calendar. You only have one week to apply. It's at thepinnedcalendar.com. You could check out more info there. Also for the calendar, I will be designing all the dresses for the calendar, which leads me to today's guest. We have Alexis from Ains and Elk Style House. She is a designer herself and seamstress. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, and in case you're watching on YouTube, I am wearing one of her dresses. It's Yay. a tiki dress gown <laughs> all the way to the floor. <laughs> So I basically uh, got into sewing about, I want to say I started sewing maybe eight, nine years ago. Um, <laughs> it was funny because uh, my husband and I, uh, before we were married, we actually went to a big band dance. And that was kind of my introduction into the vintage lifestyle. And it was so cool. It was held in an, uh, an aircraft hangar and they had, you know, the, the brass band and it was really neat. Um, so I actually made myself a two-piece skirt set for the first thing I sewed, and it was out of satin. <laughs> so needless to say, there were a lot of tears involved. <laughs> Slip and sliding. <laughs> it was horrible. Don't do that ever. <laughs> no, but after that, um, it was sort of just a hobby for me. And then we ended up getting, uh, we ended up moving um, to California from Texas and out there I had to find a job. And so what I did was I just sort of started sewing things and I made an Etsy shop and I kind of wanted to see if I could sell some things online. And I sold my first dress and I used the money from that to buy more fabric, more patterns. And I just kept doing that for, for a couple of years until I finally reached the point where I was actually making money. And I was like, oh, well, maybe this is my job now. <laughs> Rippled. It just went from fabric yeah. to designs. Do you design all of your uh, styles? Yeah. So most of them I design um, myself. Um, a lot of them I do take a lot of inspiration, of course, from the vintage, um, like vintage era, you know, the 30s through the 60s mostly is what I specialize in. Just from old patterns, old photos, old movies, anything vintage that I see that I'm like, oh, well, I like that, you know. <laughs> so. What was the first dress that you sold? I'm curious to know, like the silhouette. I know. I think it was so. the 40s. It was a 1940s style. It was a yellow fabric with gray polka dots. And it was um, it was a button down dress. It buttoned straight down the front. And it had like a yoke here and like some gatheredness here. And then really pretty pointy collar, short sleeves. It was really cute. And the girl who bought it ended up messaging me and saying that she wore it to her like a dress up day at work. And she won some sort of contest. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> were you nervous? I was so nervous because I, I don't like confrontation <laughs> generally, or at least I didn't at that time. And I was like, oh, please don't hate me. You know? So when I got that message from her, I was like, oh crap, she hates it. <laughs> 
I would be nervous. That's why I've never made anything for any. Well, I did make something for someone once, and it was so nerve wracking because when it's for yourself, you like don't care about the scene. Yeah, exactly. The, the first outfit I made was going to California, and I was like, ah, it's not gonna fit her. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up fitting her like a glove. But oh, I, that's good. I, I don't know when I'll do that again, though. That was just. Yeah, it's definitely nerve wracking, especially the you know the first couple times you do it because you just don't know. You, you know, know they're and gonna react. along the way and then <laughs> it all irons itself out over time. Uh, and then how has COVID affected you? I know that I, so I said I'm wearing your dress on this, but COVID <laughs> has affected me by not letting me zip it all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've definitely gained a few pounds also. <laughs> um, so basically the biggest issue right now for us is shipping. Um, so since mm. COVID happened last year, um, and then the postal service kind of got gutted. Um, so things are moving much slower now. Some people get things, you know, in just a few days. Some people will get things in weeks. Or months. And I know when you go to the post office, because that's who I generally ship through, um, is when you, you know, you can you have the choice to either buy first class mail, priority mail, or like expedited. And the priority is usually like two to three days, but they now they've completely taken out their guarantee. So you won't just because it says two to three days, just because you pay for it doesn't mean it's going to happen. So I had a calendar that I sent out in November and the girl got it in January. (laughs) Oh, my word. And I was thinking, like, I sold out. I don't have any more. I hope you find it. (laughs) That's awful. It's nerve wracking. But yeah. And then then the weather. Yes. And yeah, well, about (laughs) that. (laughs) So I'm in Texas. (laughs) So last week we had that horrible winter storm roll through here. And so I literally just had to shut down for the whole week because I, there was the post office completely shut down. So there was no shipping, first of all. And then everything's covered in snow and we get a lot of black ice here in Texas. So under the snow, you're slipping. But what is black ice? Because I don't know much. <laughs> so basically when we get, when it's really cold here and it rains, we get like that tar slash ice mixture and okay. it makes your tires like extra slippy slidey and we don't have nobody here invests in any snow equipment for your car. Like uh, what are they called? Tire chains uh, like the North has, because we don't get snow. I think the last time we had snow, I, I think I was in high school. So that was wow. probably 15 years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I've never seen snow like it was last week. Last week was the most snow I had ever seen here. And it was, it was like wild. Falling? Yes, it was falling and just freezing and uh, people's pipes froze. So we didn't have water for a week. Yeah. So we had to melt the snow (laughs) to flush the toilets, you know, and then the city, uh, the city's pipes even broke. um, So they basically shut off water to a lot of a lot of the city. And then they started to tell you, if you do have water, make sure you boil it before you use it, before you brush your teeth, before you drink it. So it was, it was not a good time. <laughs> oh my. And then I'm sure resourcing your fabrics uh, was, is taking forever. Yeah. That's a big part of it too. Right now. Um, a lot of people, like I said, I get my, I get my stuff from all over the place. So, you know, California, Pennsylvania, everywhere. And it just, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot right now as to when you'll get it. You know, they could ship it the next day, but who's to say when you're actually going to receive stuff. I've had things made, um, and shipped to me and it's arrived way past the date that it was supposed to arrive so that it kind of messes with your uh, like projected launch dates. 
So you, you want to launch like your February stuff right before Valentine's Day. But if your Valentine's Day stuff doesn't get in until the day after Valentine's Day, what are you going to do? <laughs> you have it ready for next year. There you go. <laughs> but I'm sure you'll come up with ni- better ideas next year. And then that's how I evolve. <laughs> exactly. I work, I do social media for um, manufacturing warehouses here in Miami. Oh, that's and cool. there's there's one that does foam and all their foam companies and like the plants are in California and in Texas. Oh they my. can't get anything. And they actually, today they announced that they're like laying off people. Not yeah. For like oh. weeks because they can't get any foam anywhere. Right. And that's, that's sad that the whole business closes down. Cause that's their main yep. product. Yeah. Unfortunately um, that's just, that's that's the nature of things right now. And then you've got COVID on top of that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> weather, COVID, all kinds of things. And how do you balance? Because do you, you do everything yourself, no? Yes, I do. Um, so I sew, I, you know, I do all the knitting myself. Um, I design. And those are amazing. Those are my favorite. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, so yeah, I do all the stuff myself. I do have somebody who runs my website. Um, and I have a wholesale t- uh, team of two gals. Uh the gals that run my wholesale team, they're called the Fox and the Vamp, and you can find them on Instagram. <laughs> but they're fantastic. If you need some sort of PR for anything, they they can do that for you. Um, and they take a lot of stuff off my shoulders, and they help me out a lot. Uh, but yeah, I generally do everything myself, and it's getting to the point where I'm going to have to start hiring out. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. It's not a good thing during COVID, darn it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Because you can't meet up, after. have meetings, and then these Zoom meetings always get like yeah. all like staticky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Zoom meetings are not like the real thing. I feel like you don't get a lot of done because you're just at, chilling in your house with your dog or something. Right, right. So along with COVID and being at home and not being able to go out, a lot of people have gone online and been talking about different topics about in about everything under the sun. And one of the topics that have come up a lot is about race and along with the events that have happened last year, do you find how has that affected you and your business? So, yeah. So basically I know they say that you should separate uh, politics from your business, but I am my business. So there really is no separating for me. And I don't, I don't deal well with um, people dehumanizing others and since I run my business, my business also won't stand for that. So um, I have expressed that in the past on my business page, and I lose tons of followers whenever I do, which is really, really? sad. <laughs> yeah, which is really sad. And also another thing is um, I tend to use a lot of uh, models of color um, on my page. Um, and I do find that when I post models of color, I tend to lose fans as well, which is not going to stop me from doing it. No. because. You know what I mean? Like it's just sad my clothes are for everybody. <laughs> you know, but That's it is crazy. it is a huge deal right now. Do you feel like in being your style is mostly vintage? So most people, I'm sure you've heard him say, like you're probably born in the wrong era if that's how you want to dress. You know, black people weren't dressing that way; they weren't allowed to show off or walk on the streets. Um, is, have you ever gotten any comments like that on your? Um, I have I have been asked why I'm involved with a community that uh, idealizes vintage ideals. Yeah. Um, and while that may be true for some people in our community, which is sad, um, I would say that there are a lot of people in our community who do not think that way. And like 
Um, I saw a hashtag going around a few times. It's vintage. What is it? Uh, vintage style, not vintage values. And I think that that's pretty much me. Like I love, you can love the clothes from anybody, but it doesn't mean that you have to take on their outlook on life or other people. Yeah, that's why when somebody says, oh, you must have been born in the wrong air. I'm like, no, I actually love it right now. I just, right. <laughs> I love the silhouette. I know I'm not historic. And then you get the people that are like, you're not historically accurate. You have yellow hair, too many prints. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not trying to be right. time period accurate here. Right. You're just comfortable in your skin and doing what you do. Yeah, like your silhouettes on your dresses, they're reminiscent of the 50s, 40s, 30s, um, but they are not like just leading a narrative of like the lifestyle from back then. Right. Like look at this print, for example, like this has snakes and black hearts. I don't think that they would be wearing (laughs) this at that time. No, but you could wear it now. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And it's what you said. I feel like nowadays, even on TikTok and on social media, you see a lot of people romanticizing, you know, the 1950s or when you see like, Uh, old photos and be like oh those were the days those are just laid back and that's just making it seem like it was okay when it's like not really we need to focus on the you know not that narrative but that we're all equal and it's not the time you know just because that picture looks good you don't know if that person's been suffering or going through a rough time right and you're right we all need to treat each other better and make space for everyone, which is a, a thing that I, I do a lot. Um, I'm very vocal within the community and I've been behind some of like the little pushes to like, for example, for Viva Las Vegas, that one year where the Confederate flag was removed, <laughs> there were a group of us who pushed for that, you know, cause things like that don't just happen until people raise a stink about it, you yeah. know, and I'm sorry, but you know, places like Viva Las Vegas and other uh, things, you know, there's more people of color coming to those things and we shouldn't have to look at stuff like that. That's just ridiculous. Even in a smaller scale, when you go to local uh, car shows, not in South Florida, but when I travel up North, mm-hmm. uh, there seems to be more a, Hey, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I'm just going to put it blankly like racism. Like I'll yeah. be hanging out with <laughs> girls. I'm Cuban, but Cubans come in all different types of colors. Absolutely. And I'll be hanging out and they'll be like, oh, why are you with, you know, this person? Like, why is she dressed like that? Wasn't she like a slave in the 50s? <laughs> like, you know, not, you know, they're yeah. not even knowledgeable, but you, you understand right. the gist that I'm coming across. Yeah. And most people aren't knowledgeable about a lot of stuff like that. So I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, and even though it's not necessarily my job to educate everyone, <laughs> I do. What? I thought it was your job, <laughs> right? <laughs> like nobody's paying me to do that, <laughs> but I do when I have, when I feel like I have the energy and the time, I do try to take, take out, take the time out of my day to help people get to a better understanding of, Hey, this is not just because this is a way you do something doesn't make it the way it should be done. You know what I mean? And we should all be able to address how we like. I mean, oh, for have, sure. Has anybody ever approached you in person with a dress that you have and said something of that nature to you? Um, like something negative? Yeah. Um, you know, I no. And I'll say it's probably because I have one of those resting bitch faces. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, when I'm just sitting around and I don't smile, I look really go. pissed off always. <laughs> yeah. But people, I have overheard people saying things to other people. Um, I've seen it. It's a, it happens more on like on social media than it does yes. in person. Cause you know, people are super scared to say things to your face cause they don't want to get their butts beat. 
you know, but uh, on social media, that's gone because you don't know who they are, you know, and I see a lot of people grow a pair online. They hide behind their their phones. Yeah. (laughs) And I have no problem calling people out online or otherwise. (laughs) Well, even in like I've had, I've heard. I'm 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 the type of person that if you hear if I hear somebody or somebody comes up to me and tells me, "Hey, I'm just going to use fake names, but hey Jessica told me this about you." I'll be like, "Okay, tell me what she said, but whatever you tell me, I'm going to confront her because yep. I need to get this straight." And then their yep. their story will change. I'll be like, "Well, you know what? I'm not going to tell you then if you're going to tell her, I'll be like, then I don't need to listen to it." Then why would <laughs> but, you even say it to me? <laughs> then that's the type of mentality I think we all need to have is, you know, if you can't say it in front of the person's face, like they're in the same room, you just, why even talk this negative talk? And that goes with racism as well. Like, you know, just putting the hate online or supporting the negative side of the negative, like, like the flags, for example, like supporting Mm -hmm. that the Confederate flag, it just leads to like, not a good, like progression to modern times. Yeah. And that's, that's why I, t- I call my, my podcast, the you know, modern topics with a vintage flair, because the topics now I'm, is not going to be anything from the fifties. I, I'm not a housewife, even though right. thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not shaming housewives either. Cause there's people right. that live at home and, and, and that's still different from the 1950s mm-hmm. to now. Cause they're not being, well, I can't assume, but Right. A lot of abuse at home in the 50s. And now mm-hmm. it's like more open and people could talk and hopefully get help easier. And there's more resources. So. That's true. And there's stuff in different eras that you could romanticize. Like in the 70s, you had like the music disco. <laughs> yeah, I love disco. <laughs> but then you also had, you know, all the race wars and mm-hmm. all these different things happening. So it's about not romanticizing it in a whole, but just you know, using that style for your own. Right. There's a word that I thought of before this, (laughs) but using what you love. Yeah. I think people tend to say, oh, well, there's this whole thing and I like these pieces. So you can't ever say anything bad about this thing that I like. And I think that the vintage community is just like that. It's like, no, you know, two things can be true at the same time. You know, vintage style could be amazing because it is, but also people from that era, tended to be more racist because they were, you know, like, and people still sometimes have that mentality to where it's like, you can't say anything bad about anything I like because I like it. Well, you know, there are good and bad to everything and two truths, you know what I mean? There can always be more than one truth at a time. Have you had any other controversial things happen in your business? I want to say with my business, not so much because I tend to nip, that shit in the butt real quick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like if anybody even mouths off to me, I'm just like, no, you can go. Um, But so, and, but like I said, people generally don't mouth off to me, but it's more of like, for me, it's more of things that I've seen other people do or behave. For example, within the vintage community, there is a person who has, well, I'm sure there's more than one, but I have personally seen a person dress in blackface which was not cute. And yes, I did call this person out. Um, I see people do things like wear slave jewelry, which is not cute. And yes, I will call that person out. Um, I've also seen, you know, people not, or people sort of shy away from allowing more women of color or men of color to enter their spaces because they think something's going to change in a way that they don't like. 
So Mm -hmm. I'll also call that out. (laughs) Or when things are biased or skewed, you know, in the favor of not everyone, you know what I mean? Like everyone should be able to participate in a thing that's meant for everyone. It doesn't make any sense to me to be um, exclusionary uh, because really the more people you can bring to the table and the more diverse people you can bring to the table, really the better you have it because then you have all these ideas coming together from different cultures, different backgrounds, different um, socioeconomic, you know, spaces. And just the more, because you don't always just want to think in your own little bubble, you know, because you can only come up with so much. (laughs) You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. In South South Florida, I run a meetup group called uh, Pin South Florida. Very creative. I love (laughs) it. (laughs) And uh, the first year I did the calendar that I was talked about earlier, um, I picked the girls that were involved the most to make it like, you know, like a thank you, like always supporting me. And for January, I had an African-American girl in the January. So I would go to car shows and sell the calendar. And anytime a guy, well, not all the guys, of course, but Mm -hmm. anytime uh, they'd open up the calendar, the first thing they see is January. And they'll be like, oh, either she's fat or because she's black, they're not going to buy the calendar. (laughs) I'm like, oh. I'm the one selling it. I'm fat too. And she's beautiful. That's why I picked her to kick off the calendar year. <laughs> and I'm like, that's I don't gross. want people like you buying the calendar. Yeah, that's uh, gross. They can keep their money. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'd rather that's not gross. support. And I also, something you said earlier about um, that it's a reflection of you because it's it's your business. Mm-hmm. I see that also when people support products, but the brand is terrible. Mm, and, yes. And then people are like, oh, but it's different because I, the product yes. is this. And but this person is this. And I'm like, no, it's the same thing because they're part of it. All saying <laughs> they benefit from it. Why would you want to put money in the pocket of somebody who's bigoted? I don't understand that. I, I agree with you. Like, I don't I try my best because you don't always know right away which brands have a background or a history. Yeah. Doing what. So it is good to research things, but um, you don't always know. But if I do find out. Hundred percent. I'm. I'm not going to support people who look down on me. Why would I do that to myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or people who, yeah, people who spend their dollars keeping others down. You know what I mean? Keeping outsiders down. People of color, women. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. Like, if you can't be a normal human being and believe in everybody else's humanity, then I'm. We're not going to be. We're not going to be on the same wavelength. <laughs> Exactly. I never understood that when people would say, oh, it's different. I'm like, no, it's the same. Um, You're just supporting them. I understand if you already have the product. I mean, you already bought it, but don't support them anymore now that you have knowledge of. Yeah. And I'm and I'm okay too with like if there's something that you like, um, try to change it if if it's not doing what you want it to do. For example, with like, uh, you know, the vintage community. I'm like I said, I'm very vocal and very active with trying to change the things that I don't like. Um, so there's nothing wrong with being vocal and pushing until you get the the desired results, you know, and that's the same thing for, for products and companies, write them letters, tell them what you don't like, get a petition going. If you really want to use that product, do something to make that company better. But then after a while, if they don't change, you might, you know, it might be more beneficial to find a better company because every, there's so many companies out there that do every kind of product you can find something else if you really need to. And you hurt them in their pockets. <laughs> there you go. You know, and it's part of that cancel culture that everybody's talking about, which I don't, I mean, I don't believe in that cancel culture is an actual thing. It's just, 
I'm just going to hold you accountable. I'm just not going to give you my money if I don't like you. I think that's fair. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I was thinking that yesterday. I was like, cancel culture. I feel like it's another name for just people getting together and saying. <laughs> yeah, and it is. And people have been doing that since before this cancel culture was invented. You know, but it's just like if, if you don't like something that somebody is doing, don't support them with your money. It's that simple. Yeah. And so what businesses would you say influenced your business in the beginning? Um, so in the beginning, I want to say that, let's see. So, Oh, I'm sorry. I'll I didn't say, mention these were a couple of questions that I got on online. From, oh, sure. Uh, Instagram. Sure. <laughs> so um, one of the, bi- one of the businesses that I really looked up to uh, when I first got started, honestly, was Pug. But since then I have stopped following Pug because Pug has had some very, um, problematic issues as most people in the vintage community know, but there's been a lot of racism, a lot of, um, bullying tactics. Um, it's just really gross. Um, and you can find all that stuff online if you just want to Google it, like you'll, you'll find it. It is not hard to find. Um, so I just, I don't mess with them anymore, but, but I do like the model that they had. Um, they were great. Um, what I also liked were certain, certain people kind of brought me into the fold. Like, I like I loved Vidita Vontis. Um, I thought she was really cool. Um, I really liked Angelique Noir, you know, and it was man, it was something when I got her to model for me. Oh. As I thought I was like, I made it. <laughs> you know, because I really looked up to her. It was like I was at Viva Las Vegas one year and she was in the fashion show, and I just remember going like <gasps> When I saw her come out, I'm like, one day I want her to do that for me, you know? So it was something when I was able to do that. Um, But just, just, I know, but people like that really um, sort of, I guess, lit a fire under my butt (laughs) that I didn't know that I had before, you know? And just really the general, like when you do get into an environment with a lot of vintage loving people and to see the time and the care they put into everything from their makeup to their hair, to their shoes, to their clothes that they, they most of the time very thoughtfully source for themselves, you know, is just, I love it. I've seen some people make incredible. (laughs) I love that about the community. They're so resourceful. So like very, um, I don't know. Everybody's like, so aesthetically like just gifted (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I love it. It gives me, yeah, I just love it. It's like everyone tells a story. Yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> the next question I have is, well, that was given is what, uh, how, what does inspire your knitting, like your designs? So, well, my knitting, first of all, I, I grew up crocheting. So my grandmother um, actually taught me how to crochet when I was a very young little girl. I used to crochet Afghans uh, with her <laughs> on the couch. And so let's see, when did I learn how to knit? I learned how to knit when I was in my early twenties after a bad breakup. I was like, I need something to do with myself. So I taught myself how to knit. <laughs> I tried to learn last totally year normal. and I just couldn't. I don't know. Get it. <laughs> it takes a lot of patience with yourself. Um, but yeah, so I, I learned how to do that. And then I started seeing those old vintage um, sweater patterns. Like the first one I ever saw was that lovebirds pattern which I now sell that sweater in my shop. Um, and that's the first one I actually tried to knit myself. And it took a while, <laughs> but I, fi- I figured it out. And then I just started going from there. And then demand for my sweaters got so high that I had to get a, a knitting machine. 
not one that you press a button. It still has to be <laughs> manually manipulated because a lot of people think like, oh, I'm here like, ooh, what is that? <laughs> yeah, but no, you still have to manually manipulate it, and it 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 takes time still to make the sweaters, but significantly less than hand knitting the sweater. Uh, plus, my hands are starting to get. Um, I guess I'm starting to get arthritis or arthritis, something. So they hurt. Yeah. I get, oh. yeah. <laughs> so I had to do something besides hand knitting them all the time. And how uh, do you do yeah. designs? You come up with them? Like so um, some of them I have taken vintage from inspired. vintage vintage patterns. And then others, I just come up with them. I'm like, man, I really want to do something with, you know, this on it. And, okay, let's figure that out. And then I kind of sketch it out. And then I kind of, you know, create a little, it's almost like a cross stitch is how I like think about it in my head. And then I have to do like a demo to make sure it, you know, knits up correctly. Because sometimes the, the dimensions are off and you have to add a few stitches here or take away a few stitches there. Are Those are just, uh, they come in one size, like in small, medium, large, or do you? Uh, well, I do a small, medium, large, extra large. If you just want to like purchase it on my website. But I also, I always, always, always will take custom orders, always, period. Because um, I know there are all different kinds of bodies. All my other clothing goes from extra small to 6X. Like I said, that doesn't mean it's the end of the line. I will always, always, always take custom orders for anything in my shop. You just got to send me a message. I'll show you. <laughs> what is your favorite fandom? Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, I felt like I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter, duh. Because <laughs> you've had uh, at least the Harry Potter themes in, a, in every design, like style. Yes, I because I love it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite character for a movie? What attracted uh, you to Harry Potter? Um, So Harry, I just like magic. <laughs> I like magic. I'm like a child. I'm like, oh, they did a thing. No, I, I really like the magic. I like the um, the ambiance. I've read the books first, first of all, for anybody that's listening. Like, I didn't just go see the movies. I did read the books first, all of them. And then I saw the movies. I like the ambiance in the movies. I like how everything's always low lit and a little dingy, candlelight kind of thing. You know, um, Hermione's little cat is always around. Um, I just like, I just like all the nerdy stuff. And yes, I have a wand. Yes, I've been to Universal. <laughs> Butterbeer is my favorite. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know anything about Harry Potter. What? <laughs> yeah, I've only seen the first movie. It's not that I wasn't intrigued. I just never got to see it. But I have been to Universal and I love the Butterbeer and I love the parks. Yes. I yes. love the little store, the one in Orlando I've been to. I like the store that you pick the wand and like it's all like, yes. like magical. <laughs> so I might not know it, but I love the little the part. Yeah, it's fun. It's frogs. fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. I love it gives that me part. joy. So I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why now I know why it's it's all over your, <laughs> yep. your collections. <laughs> How do you come up with the prints on your dresses? Um, so a lot of times I don't do a ton of, uh, original prints and that's just because, um, like if I have an idea, I'm just like, Ooh, I got to do that idea. And then I try and perfect it as best, as best I can. Um, so I did like a potion bottle print <laughs> a couple of years ago and that one kind of just came to me. I'm like Harry Potter, duh. Um, and then the next one, what was I wore that one at the Viva East fashion show. Yay. And then my next print was the, um, the kitty clutter. I don't know if you remember that one. It's like the cats on the turquoise background. Oh, it, yes. was just, it was super fun. It made me happy. I just do things that make me happy. I think is what it is. I have a bunch of ideas written down and, but it, they just take so long to sketch out and, you know, um, do all the graphics, graphic work on the computer. And I do all that myself. So 
I don't do like a bunch of prints all the time. It's usually like one print per year kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite part of designing a an outfit? Well, not style. Um, style slash outfit they wrote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite thing would be ooh, of designing. Probably when I start doing the stitching and then I have to fit it. I use a mannequin to fit things uh, initially. Um, just, just like seeing an idea go from like a paper sketch to an actual human form in some sort of way is like, I think the most pleasing part of designing for me. And then the, the next best part would be to see it on a human body and it to actually fit, you know, and like somebody's actually wearing it as an item and you're just like, Oh my gosh, I did a thing. You know, I think dresser. it's like with your wand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like the godmother, <laughs> the fairy god, or whatever is an equivalent of Harry Potter. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is a fun fact about you? Ooh, a fun fact. I think maybe a lot of people don't know I was in the Navy for six years. Ooh, is that fun? That? Maybe that's not fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was fine. I got to travel a lot, which was great. I've been to Japan, which I love. Um yeah. Well, I have a question since you since you're in the Navy. Um, how was it being a woman in the Navy? Lately, I've heard a lot on like social media of women in the Navy that have gone through a, abuse, but yeah. nothing gets wrong. Like the whoever that's a man abusing them doesn't get in trouble. Um, is this true or? So I would say largely yes. Um, not always, but but you know, you have your bad cases and it, it is a, it is a problem. And honestly, I, when I joined, I meant to retire after 20 years. And I just, that was part of the reason I left myself after six, because I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. You know, being a woman working in like uh, I, so I worked on aircraft, I was an electrician. And so I worked with a lot of uh, other aircraft electricians as well as mechanics. And so <laughs> the mental, you know, like I don't, the brainwaves of the mechanic, field it just is always isn't the best um and it's always the the locker room talk it's always you know people just i don't know just calling you names and trying to hook up with you and then getting very upset when you'd say no even if it's politely you know so you say no to the wrong person and it kind of ruins your career oh that's sad. Goes back yeah. to why, you know, we're trying to progress in times and some people just take it back. I know, right? Like, stop. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that go through my mind sometimes when I see things in the news or on social media. I'm like, why are they even doing this? Right. Like, where do you even get this from? I don't. It's hard for me because I'm just like, I don't understand it. It's just so easy to be like, just be better. <laughs> like, nobody's perfect, but. You can sure try to be a decent yes, person. Right. You know, everybody's going to mess up and that's okay. But you have to be able to say, oh, crap, I messed up. I'm really sorry. How can I fix it? You know what yeah. I mean? And then just move on. But so many people, you know, when you point stuff out, they just get upset. And I don't know. It's just, it's a mess. Just, just do better. Be better. What, is, what sewing machine do you recommend to beginners? So I would recommend um, a brother. Sewing machine, they're super reasonably priced. Um, you can get one from Walmart. You can get one from, let's see, Joann's. You can get one, I probably shouldn't say Amazon, but you can get one from Amazon. <laughs> uh, 
Um, you can get it really cheap, uh, and and they have all the basic functions that you need. You know, the buttonhole attachment, um, all the different stitch types. So that's that's probably what I would recommend. And then, um, I think servicing is cheaper for for those as well. What is the hardest thing you've ever sewn? The hardest thing I've ever oh okay so I'm gonna say the hardest came thing with ever, a sigh. <laughs> I'm gonna say the hardest thing and then the most irritating thing. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so, the hardest thing is for me it's like uh, chiffon. I I hate sewing on chiffon. I don't do it unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> um, it's just a pain in the butt for me because it's slippy slidies everywhere and I don't like that. The thing that I don't like to sew and I try to talk people out of it is faux fur. I hate, hate, hate sewing faux fur <laughs> because it gets in your nostrils. It gets in your hair. It gets in your eyebrows. And that stuff just like you find it months later. It's tucked away everywhere. Same thing with glitter. Anything with glitter, glitter everywhere forever. You never get to get all of it off the floor. <laughs> Yeah, when you sew it, it, when you sew any fabrics with any shimmer, it goes into yes. your machine and yes. stays there for a while. <laughs> How does your brand promote body inclusivity? So I try to be conscious of the models I use. Um, I try to always include different body shapes from, um, I don't, I really don't care what kind of body you have. You know what I mean? I, I would just like for you to wear my stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think everybody is beautiful. I think everybody deserves to look and feel good about themselves. I think, you know, and I think people need to see that um, in companies before they buy. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's a lot of companies that I personally like, and then I'm just like, ah, why is nobody like my size on there? You know what I mean? Mm. You want, people want to see themselves reflected in the businesses they're pouring their money into. So I do my best to, you know, find a wide array of uh, body types, tall, small, you know, super skinny, what, you know, I don't, I don't care skin tones. So people can see how different skin tones look in different colors and stuff, you know, cause some people don't know and it makes people feel good about themselves. It makes me feel good for having different models in a, in an industry that I know doesn't generally do that. And to see that your clothes is looking great on all body shapes. That yeah, exactly. Because if it's not, then what are you doing it for? That's true. I, you know? No, but I've seen companies, like you said, that uh, I see the dress, but then you go on Instagram or wherever you're searching to see other dresses because you can't find somebody that's like in a 4X or something. and then Right. Like, and you just want to see how it fits on a body before yeah. you buy it. Yeah. And it looks bad. And I'm like, well, that's why they don't have it on the website. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I really like that you put all that on there because that way you don't have to guess and you could be like, well, it looks good on that shape, that shape. Okay, it's going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So last question is from me. Do you have any <laughs> um, upcoming projects, any launches, anything you want to share? Um, so I'll be releasing a new dress next month. Um, for yeah, Valentine's? So uh, well, Valentine's just passed, <laughs> right? Oh. right? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, well, the funny thing, like I was saying earlier is like, sometimes you get something after the holidays. So I had that heart cardigan that I launched. It was supposed to be before Valentine's day. Well, it ended up not being before Valentine's day. That just went like this. <laughs> I forgot where <laughs> Valentine's. No, but next, next month, uh, month, March, 
I'll be releasing a new a new dress, um, which I'll actually be shooting this weekend, which will be nice. Um, and then after that, I'll probably be focusing more on my summer items. So be on the lookout for shorts and Ooh. some cute little tops and um, maybe even... I was thinking about doing um, maybe a caftan or two. Oh, I love caftans. <laughs> Everybody loves caftans, especially in the times of COVID. Yes, you can chill, you can eat, and it won't look right? like something's under there. There you go. <laughs> now, oh, and I have a, um, one more one more thing for you is I know that this episode is pre-recorded and everyone's listening, but I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Yay, thank so, you. Today's your birthday, and I'm going to sing you happy birthday. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alexis. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Yay. Thank you. <laughs> I don't bake. Not I would have birthday. <laughs> Do you have a... Anything for your birthday that you're looking forward to or? Um, so. For a new I year? New I, year. I got some lunch today. <laughs> I had a margarita. So that was, that was good for me. Um, I was Quarantine gifted birthday. two bottles of wine. Oh. So that was extra good for me. <laughs> Other than that, I don't have any, no big plans. Uh, well, you get to be on the podcast. Yay, this is a nice birthday story. treat. So thank and you. I, and I appreciate it so much that you're on the podcast. If you make sure everyone that's listening, follow her on Instagram at Ains and Elk Style House. Well, you don't have the and there. Ains Elk Style House and her website, Ains and Elk Style Make sure to shop, check it out, check all the photos, comment, um, go support her. She is great at making sure everything is size inclusive. She showcases all types of people. She just loves everyone, all ladies. So give her some love. And next week, I'm going to have Liz De Silva. She is the vice president of creative of Loungefly, which includes Stitch Shop. She does, I'm sure a lot of people know Loungefly, Loungefly, the backpacks for Disney and Dapper Day. I see all the girls wear it. And they came out with Stitch Shop, which is mostly Disney and like fun comic prints. You've ever, you've heard of them? I've heard of them. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So she's going to come on here and talk about her history in fashion and about her brand and just fun stuff. And I guess Disney. So I'm going to bring out my Disney ears. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. And a lot of people, cause I live in Florida, they think that I'm like into the Disney scene. I go to Disney, but not as much as some people that are like Disney fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> and and I love the 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 Harry Potter people because they they go all out and they have amazing looks and it's yes. like time period <laughs> time period but dapper and like this right <laughs> there's this thing called Spiffy Saturdays once a month in Universal Studios oh my oh. gosh I would love that so much it's amazing but thank you again Alexis thank I you for having me thank you and I hope to you guys come join in next week bye bye.